Well, hello, boys and girls, and welcome to the podcast about action figures. But you know, it's a little bit edgier. You might even say it's a little bit extreme. And I know something about extreme because I'm the franchise Shane Douglas. Squared Circle Action Figure Podcast, the gold standard. Tune in or get your, you know what, franchise. Now cut the music. Welcome back to the Squared Circle Action Figure Podcast. I'm your host, Will the Thrill. And I am your host, Joe Static. Hey, Joe, how's it going this week? How's it going, man? Hanging in there, you know. Got a couple more pickups this week. You know, you can never get enough of those little plastic guys. Oh, you can never get enough of them. I just got back from the shop. (laughs) Well, you know me, I have a problem. I mean, look, we have stressors in our life, and I have much more than I'd rather have right now in mine. And the little things, the little plastic men that relieve me of the stress are these wrestling figures. But... In this scenario, though, I actually bought something for Mr. Matt Cardona, so we're gonna be, I'm going to be sending it his way. I promised him a figure for coming on the podcast. I know he doesn't have one of these yet. I'm going to get him one now as a little surprise and just throw it in the mail, and then I'm going to get the other one for him a little later. Yeah, hopefully he appreciates it. I know he appreciated beer and stuff, and we had a great time on the podcast, and we hope we can get uh, you know smart Mark Starling on here and the most professional wrestler, uh, Mr. Brian Myers, as well, you know, one of these days. Yeah, that would be great. I was even thinking about getting uh, Josh on here too, maybe. I don't know if he's doing podcasts right now or if he can give out any information about his toy line, but it'd be cool to get Zombie on here. Yeah, the ZST of IG, baby. You know, I mean, uh, we need Zombie Seller toys on here, and I'd love to get him on too. He'll probably be on Major first and foremost, but just to have him on and chat collecting, I think would be super fun because we've known him prior to even the Major Wrestling Figure podcast, and that's how we were, you know, I was introduced to him via you. Yeah, I met him back in 2016 at the Comic-Con, New York Comic-Con he was set up. Yeah, yeah, he had a bunch of Hasbro's there and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, uh, yep. yeah I know. I I remember we've discussed that. And you know, he's been doing this a while and he just has a wealth of information. And if we could just chat collecting and figs with him, I think that would be super cool. So guys and gals, just be patient with us. We're going to try to get these people on the podcast. We want to provide you with some quality quality content. Everyone's super busy right now. Everybody wants to be on a podcast. Everybody's creating a podcast. Everybody wants to be a superstar out there. But guess what? There's only one gold standard, Joe, and that's the Squared Circle Action Figure Podcast. There we go. If this is an Iron Man match, we're going the 60. We'll see if everybody else can stay in there. I don't think so, brother. I don't think so. But we're gonna go, we're gonna go freaking the 120. Fuck the 60. We're doing you the know, double Iron we, Man match. That's what we do here. I mean, you know, and, and nothing could bring us down. That's the whole thing. I mean, they would literally have to like, there would have to be massive FCC violations or something like that to bring us down, really. Because we're not going anywhere, guys. All right. Whether you like it or not. You know, yeah. we always say you're either with us or you're against us here, you know? Yeah, exactly. One figure community, but we're we're a niche in that figure community. So come on board, guys. Speaking of pickups. I know you got a shit ton last week. Anything cool this week? Joe, we're not going to even plug where to where to listen to us? I mean, geez, we're, <laughs> we're, just, we're just throwing the script out right now. We're just going right into the nitty gritty here. If you don't know where to listen to a podcast by now, then you, you have issues. Holy shit, you got to get your head examined, right? No, if we got to say where to go listen to a podcast, then there's something wrong with you. Well, here's what we're going to do. All major podcast platforms, it's that simple. Check us out on Podbean and iTunes. Write us a fucking review. (laughs) 
And also, don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at SQD Circle A F P. That's all one word at SQD the letters Circle C I R C L E. And I forgot the last two A F P. SQD Circle A F P. That's it. it. It's that simple, Joe. And you could literally type that into your little Google machine there, and everything Squared Circle Action Figure Podcast is going to come up. Guys, Please follow us. We need more followers. Actually, really quickly, Joe, our Instagram, we pumped it up a little bit this week. I mean, so we lost six and now we gained uh, nine. So, you know, I mean, it's like- <laughs> We're slowly creeping to that 2000, man. We're, we're going to get there. We're going to get there. And you know what? The funniest thing about this is I think we got to keep bitching at people. Like if we just, I think that that's our entertainment. Like we got to bitch at people. We got to bitch at Walmart. We got to bitch at this person. We got to bitch at this people. Because- we got more followers last week and we were bitching at people than when we don't. So what is it, guys? What do you want? Tell us what you want on social media. Do you want to hear the raw and uncut squared circle action figure podcast? Or do you want the little bit toned down? Because we'll give you what you want and we want the feedback. But yeah, Joe, let's get right into it. Like you said before, what did I get this week? I mean, I'm, I told you the stressors are, are high. So, I, you know, it's, it's a buying market for me. I mean, when isn't it a fucking buying market for for a collector? I know. I know. Ain't that the truth? Right? I mean, come on. Like, when aren't we buying? I mean, it's buying and then maybe a little selling or a trade here, but buying, 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 buying. If you're not if you're a collector and you're not buying, I don't know if I would call you a collector. Yeah, exactly. You're just kinda you're you're in the convo just to be in the convo. Yeah. The, you're the cool, you know, you want to hang out with the cool kids at school, baby. Yeah. That doesn't fly around here. That's not what we want. That's not the people that we want in our community. We want the hardcore collectors, the extreme collectors out there that have been doing it just as long as us. Yeah, exactly. I think that's uh, that's our market too. You know, the lifelong collectors like myself and you. You know, if you've been collecting your whole life, I think you appreciate this podcast a little more. I think you do. It's a little more relatable. Hey, look, we love the younger demographics too, but I think we're in the AW demo gods. We're the uh, demo guides of the Squared Circle Action Figure Podcast. We're going for those 30, you know, 30 to 50-year-olds. And uh, if we can sprinkle in a little bit of 20-year-olds, that's good too. I'm not talking about women here, guys, okay? So don't get me banned from something or don't have some hate groups coming up upon us now because that's all we <laughs> uh, Maybe actually we would get more press. I mean, maybe we'd get more followers if we did yeah, that. Yeah, sometimes but the negativity brings in more uh, positivity. Yeah, take that karma train ride, baby. So- I got some things. I spent a bunch of money on Plastic Man. I'm waiting on a lot of stuff. I did post some images on the Instagram. I got a huge haul with the Steiner Brothers UK Galoobs. So I got those. I got that Masters of the WWE Universe series, whatever the hell it is, five or whatever, Ultimate Warrior from Canada. I was not going to wait around for that. And the card is in really great condition. You know, a few dings here, but it is actually truly unpunched, which was good. I'm waiting on a couple things. I got a couple shirts. I got like a warrior shirt. That's a really rare one that I can't find. I got like an old school Ring of Honor, Kenny Omega, the cleaner shirt, which is awesome. The shirt looks great. It looks like the Terminator on it. It's got the guns, man. I absolutely love the machine guns on it. It's just like I'm trying to find old school Kenny Omega shirts that are just like raw and uncut. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, it's nice. Yeah, and then I got the the Owen Hart micro brawler. So I got that from Hastel Toy. Big shout out to the hustle man there, Mitch. He's a good guy. But that's kind of what, you know, I hey, we're starting this off with a with a bang, man. We're going right into weekly receivings and whatnot. That's crazy. I know. I got I went a little old school. I love the 
Jack's BCA tag team two packs, you know, the series ones. And, you know, I have the LOD Legion of Doom. I have the Blackjacks. And I seen the Godwins up on eBay really cheap. I think it was like 10, 15 bucks. So I added the Godwins two pack because it brings back memories, man. It actually brings back Christmas that year, too. That ninety, that 1996 Christmas with those BCAs, man. Anytime I can add them back in, I do. So I got, you know, especially the Godwins. The managers too, those those for like the Sultan and Bob Backlin and oh, yeah. uh, Paul Bearer and Mankind. I mean, that those sets were like iconic when you were a kid, man. I had them all. And I agree with you. Those Godwins are epic. And I don't know if you remember, but it was about a year ago. I came into a huge lot of that stuff and I got it like for pennies on the dollar. I Did I sell you a Headbangers or did I give you a Headbangers? I think we traded... Um... Macho King crown and the scepter for that, or a couple things. Yeah, yeah, it was like a little package deal we did together, and and I know you got the headbangers, which is a great set. Now I'm looking for that one if it comes across my oh, radar. Was the headbangers? Yeah, yeah, we traded the headbangers, and I got the LOD off eBay, I believe. Or no, maybe it was the LOD. I don't know. It was one of them because I've always had. The, I always kept that yeah, I got LOD the headbangers off you. Yeah, that's what it was. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because I know that I was like selling them on Instagram, and, and then I kept a couple. Like I kept the Blackjacks. I did keep the Godwins on card. Great pickup, man. Yeah, I got that. I finally got uh, Rocky Johnson. Which, if you go back up a couple episodes, I made the mistake of ordering Rocky Johnson with John Moxley. So never do that again. So I've been waiting a couple months for that. So those two came. Got the Rocky Johnson finally. Went to Target yesterday and. I seen the Legends box on the palette, and I was like, oh, man, this is the new series. I got all excited, opened it up, disappointed. It was Legends Series 8, but it did have the Chase Jake in it, which was nice. I didn't want to leave that behind. So I grabbed that. So I have two of those now. Yeah, you have the one I gave you for your Christmas present. Yeah. Now this one. I know. I was like, oh, I didn't want to leave it behind. You know, When you see that, I'm just like, eh, you know, this is cool. It's Jake. You can never have too many of those. Hey, I agree. Like, really quick, Joe, before you move on, sorry. I'm the same way with stuff like that. I was like this morning at a Walmart because they had the Masters and somebody hit him somewhere. I know it. And there was an armor from the Star Wars Black Series Mandalorian set. I think it's S3 or whatever. And I have one already. And then I have the Hasbro Pulse exclusive. But I'm like, I'm not going to leave this behind, man. Like I can open this up now and actually appreciate it because then I have the two on card or in box, whatever you want to say. Yeah. We like saying hashtag MOC for life here at the Squared Circle Action Figure Podcast. But anyway, yes, I feel the same way. You're not going to leave a Chase Jake behind. And hey, guys and gals, if this is any indication, I know Legends, the new Legends series has hit New Jersey, our area. But if you're still seeing the previous one and you're still seeing Chase Jake's, this gives us a lot of hope for the million dollar man. Be patient, guys and gals. Be patient. Yeah, I was thinking about that too when I you know, bought it yesterday. You gave me that Jake as a gift. I think that was December. When did we do that thing? The 12th? Or, yeah, I think it was the 12th. And uh, that was over two months ago. And I just oh, popped open a fresh box of them again. So patience, you know, they're still coming out. So that was two months ago. Pre- we preach it here on the podcast. Yeah. So that was almost two months ago and it's still shipping. But anyway, last pickup, actually rewind it back. What you said, uh, the Hustle Man, Rat King, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Rat King, two-pack. I added that to the collection, which should be coming today it's in the mail. So hopefully that comes. Mitch is great. Very easy transaction. So he shipped that out for me. Nice. You got to love Hastel Mania. Let's do it. Hastel Toy. Got to go check him out in his store in Long Island. Yeah. 
Yeah, I want to get over there. Yeah, we got to get it. We got to go. I mean, just we'll do a drive out there. This is actually, Will, the first two-pack that uh, I actually bought a little, you know, it's a little more, you know, obviously for, you know, the shipping's included. So you minus that, how much it, with tax, it really wasn't bad. But this is the first two-pack that I actually bought from somebody. I usually, you know, you found me two in the store. I usually find them pretty good. I never had an issue finding them. Yeah, so it'll be the first two-pack I actually bought from someone else. Yeah, my take is is this. If you can't find something and you know a business owner that may have something in the shop that, you know, look, they're going to make a little money off of. It's their business. It's the, the way they feed their family. It's their primary income. I don't mind giving them my money. I mean, they're friends. You know, that's why I look. Mitch is like, a, it's not like him. Mitch is a friend. He's a good friend of ours. We've known him for a while. We got to get over to the shop. And this is how he feeds his family. I know his family. I've met them before at actually Raw over in uh, Newark. Oh, nice. And uh, yeah. So like, it's just something that I don't mind doing. That's why I got the British Bulldog Davy Boy Smith off of him. I was like, you know what? I'm not even waiting. I'm not hunting. I just don't care. And I'd rather give it to him than some scalper on eBay that is just doing this for some side income for, like you said, because they're spending their money on too much hookers or something. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> They're going to go rama at night. Exactly. And they need, they need this to supplement their lifestyle. I, I just can't get behind that. So he's a good guy, Mitch. We can't say enough good things about him. Please go to Instagram. You should already be following him. Probably if you listen to this podcast, you do at Hastel Toy. So it's H-A-S-T-T-E-L-T-O-Y on Instagram. So check him out. Yeah, great stuff. And even with the Moen Heart Micro Brawler, I believe I mentioned it on last week's podcast. I got it, but finally arrived and easy, easy decision for me to support him and instead of somebody on eBay that that wants a quick profit. So yeah, nice. Yeah, that's cool. Good, good, good finds. Good, um, good buys, man. Yeah, and uh, last but not least, uh, just to give a quick five second review, I did get the All Elite Wrestling Unrivaled Series Four. It's probably their best set so far. I mean, the Orange Cassidy and Darby Allen from Series Three is up there, but this set as a whole is pretty stellar, man. I do like the Cody and Kenny in person. Kenny looks a lot better in person, but I mean, the Sammy, Proud and Powerful, and that Matt Hardy are just spectacular. That set as a whole is fantastic, and I'm happy that I have the whole set already, and I don't have to go searching for it. Awesome. And we discussed this, episode 29, I believe, Back to the Attack, Gorilla Position. We reviewed the whole entire AEW Unrival Collection Series 4. We thought it was an awesome set then. Again, I'm eh, I'm a, a, eh about the, the Cody and the Kenny. It seems like the track record for Jazz Wares is going to be, I mean, you're going to get four solid figures per set, right? I mean, that's kind of what we've been getting, right? I mean, yeah. there's not a set that I can remember that we didn't have pretty much four solid figures from. I mean, you got the Darby, the Orange Cassidy, those Young Books are really great, that Riho's, I mean, everything from that Series 3 is great. Series 4, like you said, you got at least four solid and then two Okay, figures. I mean, there's nothing wrong with the Cody and the Kenny, especially if you don't have one yet or you couldn't find one. These are two great updates here. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I don't know, Joe. What do you, you know, I mean, they're not doing bad work. No, they're not. This set especially, I think, is going to be extremely hard to find, like the other sets. You know, they'll pop up here and there. But getting this set as a whole, I I think it's a must-have if you're a AEW collector. 
and Series 5, too, is a must-have. Maybe not as much steam as this one, but I'd say it's pretty equal as far as that goes. I think so. Yeah. You got Jurassic Express, you got SCU, and then you got two other figures that we talk about all the time, Anchors and Hangman Adam Page and John Moxley. So again, not a bad series at all. And then look at what's happened with AEW. I mean, the announcement was made. Big show's there. You got Paul White now in AEW. I mean- I know, that's so fucking weird. When the hell is AEW ratings going to get above a million? I mean, what is going on with the world? I know, they can't, They uh, yeah, it seems they have trouble breaking that since, uh, I forgot what episode that was where they broke the million. I don't know if it was in the debut or what, but since then, yeah, they've been pretty much the same. Big Show, I thought, was a lifer for WWE. That tells you a lot about what's going on with the WWE, and I felt the same way. He's like a lifetime company man, but uh, seeing his face with AEW next to it kind of changes a lot of stuff. Changes a lot. And doesn't it just remind you of WC? God, it just reminds me of the giant. You know what I'm saying? Him being back there. Now you got Stinger. And you know, know what's man. who's who's next, really? Oh, please. Rick I don't Flair? No, no. I just said who's next. I don't want Goldberg. I don't want oh. him. <laughs> no, not that piece of crap. No, keep him in WWE. Oh, God. You know, I, I do listen to Busted Open. And Bully Ray said, you know, he should have an eight to 10 minute at least match in him. Dude, Goldberg is old. You can tell his age is caught up to him. He's still in shape. Dude, that guy gets tired before he's even in the ring. Well, you know what the problem is? He's just not getting the in-ring reps. That's Yeah, the he just wants to step in, which is fucking bullshit. He wants to step in, do a spear, and actually devalue the title when he wins it every time. So anyway, but yeah, yeah, I don't want that. I don't want him there. God, no. Please don't do that. But I, I thought just seeing, again... Big, I'm, we're going to call him Big Show because that's who he is. Just seeing Big Show's face on that AEW ad or whatever, you know, that I, I'm all elite or whatever. Paul White is all elite now. It just brought back that does WCW vibes for me, man. He's going to be back on TNT. Where are the viewers, guys and gals? Why aren't you fucking watching AEW? Just watch it. It's fun. It's a fun <laughs> show. It's entertaining. And they have good wrestling. Good wrestling. Yeah, solid wrestling. And from what I heard now, I know it's going around. I think they bought TNA, I mean, the, the Impact. I think they did. I think it's a behind-the-back-door deal. It just doesn't make sense how long they've been doing this, and it just seems fishy. You know, there's something going on where they don't want to discuss it on in the open, and it's good if they did. I don't need to know, and if they bought Impact, right? Let them have the two separate shows. Let let them make everyone believe that they're not under the same brand, which is fantastic, right? Is that a rumor? I didn't even know that. Yeah, they people. A lot of people are like kind of discussing it that it's it, it, the working relationship is just going on and on and on. You have really right now, even in Kenny Omega, once the world opens up, you have a real world champion. Fine. He can yeah. go to Japan and defend the title. He can go to Impact Wrestling and defend the title. He can go to Ring of Honor and defend the title. When's the last time have you seen that? Yeah, he's legit. And everything he's doing right now makes you care about him. Where as before, until he won the title back and you know changed his you know persona a little bit, I didn't really care what he was doing. Oh, which is crazy. God. It was a it was a hot mess. I mean, yeah. Hey, but now a- now now it's like great. It's like oh man, he you know him with the belt. You know, Don Callis, everything he's doing, you know, the way they're spacing the matches out. I think it's a lot of good stuff right there. 
I do too. Wow, we turned into a pro wrestling podcast there for a second. Sorry. <laughs> but it shows you how passionate we are about this brand, this product, pro wrestling, right? And how, whether it's pro wrestling, the the actual wrestling, or whether it's the merchandise or, or whatnot, I mean, we're, we're extremely passionate about it. And as it relates to wrestling figures, I mean, this is cool. We're going to get a lot of Paul White stuff now from Jeremy. He's going to pump that out. You know it. So that'll be fun to have new big show style figures. I don't care what they call him. It's going to be him and you can throw him in your collection and it's going to be really fun. Yeah. Yeah. Curious to see what that looks like. Yeah, totally. Ultimate edition. I forgot. Jeez, we're going over all these receivings. I did get the ultimate edition series, Joe, Edge and Macho. And I'll tell you, Edge is probably one of the best figures to come out this year. It is probably going to be definitely in the contender for top figure of the year right now. The only thing I don't like is the seam, the hair seam on that kind of blowing in the wind hair look on him. But other than that, it's it's amazing. And even in person, it looks better, that hair seam. I equate it to kind of the hot toys, the child ear seams that everybody's been complaining about and stuff. But again, that's a $500 figure and this is a $30 one. So I think they did an incredible job. Macho, there's something off about it. And I was on Instagram and I took the photos and a lot of people were saying the same thing. And I think a lot of people get hyped up on this Macho because it's like, oh, wow, blah, 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 blah. And they, they don't really, like you said, they don't really think. They don't put it in your hand. They don't look at it. And that jacket is just plain in the front. It's too plain. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's missing. I get what you're saying. And I could feel that when I look at it. But the edge, the edge looks awesome. I think it looks great. I want to add that to my collection. The macho, I'm not really sure about. Like, I'm like, eh, I don't really, you know, I don't really care about it that much. You know, maybe I'll get it. But yeah, there's definitely something missing with that figure. Yeah, just a little flair. That's what I said in the post. You know, it's just missing that macho man flair, even on the hat. So the hat is kind of like in the promo photos, it had rhinestones and glitter and stuff on it. And this hat is just dull. It's funny because what they did with the hat is it's molded like it would have rhinestones, but there's nothing there to make it pop. You know, it's so blah. Yeah, that's what it looks like. It's just, I'm just like, even when they showed, you know, the renderings of it, I was just not excited about it at all. Look, recommendation, I think you should have one for your collection. I'm getting two just because my box got all screwed up. So I'm going to open one just to get a better in-hand look at it. And Ringside's going to send me another one with the perfect box, supposedly. I don't know. I think you need to have this one just because it is like, you know, it is off of that Hasbro figure. But it's still like blah in my eyes. And I just, I'm going to end this here. Mattel, Steve, I, I know this is your little baby. The ultimate edition packaging has to change. I'm sorry. I'm going to cry about this until they make the change because the packaging doesn't do anything for these figures. Just doesn't make them pop, Joe. Yeah, I, I at first with the Warrior, and I think it was Ronda, but with the Warrior, I was like, oh, this packaging's kind of cool. I kind of liked it, even with the Brett. But yeah, now I'm just like, eh, I don't really care for it as much as I used to. They need a refresh, and it's not the back. The back is beautiful. I love how they have the action figure photography on the back of the actual figure in the finishing move of the respective wrestler, and then you obviously have like an in-ring shot and the bio and stuff. I think that's could stay the same, but that front of that box, 
I'm sorry. It's just, again, it's just too techie, too, I don't know, too gamer-like, too too odd. And we'll talk about great packaging as we move into this week's Gorilla position in a second. But that's my take on the Ultimate Editions, Edge and Macho Man. Edge is a no-brainer. You may even have to get two. I don't know, though, if I would choose between this Edge and the regular Elite version. I actually like both of them, and I think you can have them both in your collection. So I would get both. I would. I wouldn't recommend just sticking to one because I am going to get that Gray Pants version from Elite. I don't know what it is. Again, I can't even remember the series. There's so much figures out right now. So moving on to the last Mattel topic of discussion today. Well, Steve was at it again. Corporate Steve, Fan Takeover, Ultimate Edition, Amazon Exclusive, Triple H. Oh, God. That's what I think about that. Oh, my God, Joe. Dude, I've said this since episode one. Besides DX, and even then, I was never a huge Triple H fan, you know? And his figures, you know, I have them here or there. I do like the Ultimate Edition, a couple other ones here or there. But do we need an ultimate, another ultimate edition Triple H, and the options I could care less about? <sighs> Look, I mean, how about this? How about you release one before you you announce yet another fan takeover? And then he's in the two pack with Hardy. I'm just like, all right, here we got another one. Oh my god, another one. I'm like, oh my the god. The last Amazon exclusive Ultimate Edition we got was The Rock, and I believe that was released in October and November of last year. The next one up is supposed to be Jeff Hardy, and I believe Hulk Hogan for this summer. When the fuck is this Triple H going to come out? In 2022? 2023? I, I mean, Joe, it's just like, I want to see these. <laughs> and maybe we get new packaging with these. Maybe that's the avenue to introduce some new packaging and stuff. But like, I don't want to hear about any more fan takeover until we have a fan takeover or ultimate edition in our hand, right? Yeah, I know. It's just, there's there's so many, you know, like fan takeover. Here we go again, ultimate editions. I mean, let's get maybe a couple of them out first before we keep going. And then it's ones I don't even care about. I know like this one, I'm not voting for it. I don't care about it. I mean, Joe, we were discussing the Fantake Ultimate Editions, the reveals probably two or three episodes ago. It's to the point where we forgot even what the attire choices were on certain figures because it was so long ago those polls were taken. And then in addition to that, they haven't even announced winners yet. I know. So we I don't know. even know what we're getting. What the It's just, I don't even know, to be honest. <laughs> I really don't. Like, at least, man, you know the results of these polls, guys. Start announcing which effing figure won. Sorry, which effing attire won so we get excited. I'm not excited about this. I don't even know what Jeff Hardy we're getting. I don't know what Warrior we're getting. I don't know what freaking Hulk Hogan. And then the funniest thing about it was Warrior's poll was even before Hulk Hogan's poll, but Hulk Hogan is coming out before Warrior. The fuck? <laughs> I just, I'm baffled by it all, Joe. And it's just like, just give us photos. Just give us information. You know, I'm just like tired. We're not kids. We're fucking adults here. 
It's just, uh, a part of me, too, doesn't care about the fan takeover lion anyway. I mean, I like it. I think there's a lot of potential. I like the warrior choices. I mean, I like two out of the three, and I think that we can get, you know, we can get some really great figures in this line, and I'm very happy that we get to kind of choose, but it's not because, you know, these polls are all doctored and everything, and you have people sitting in their mom's basement clicking it. Clicking one attire 50,000 times, you know, to make us, they don't, I need this one, please. Yeah. Just to, or just to F with us collectors, uh, you know, it's just, I agree with you just picking a tire choice, you know, and, and it's kind of overrated, I think, but then, you know, what people do, they complain that they don't have a choice then, you know, so it's, so they can't win Mattel, right? Cause I remember back in the day in the wrestling figure boards, why don't we? Why can't we pick a figure? Why can't we pick a figure? <laughs> I, 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 you can. You never like, give us what we want. You can pick a figure when you can see your balls again. <laughs> you go to that. Far all right, all you... right, simmer down, Joe. We talked about. It. <laughs> Calm down. <laughs> when you get rid of belly over balls, you can pick your figures. How about we let the professionals pick the figures and have them who are intelligent and understand what we need as a community and they understand what puzzle pieces are left, kind of fill in those gaps, you know, at this point. And they're fans. Now, I don't think, I know, I know Steve's a fan. I know Rob's a fan. I know Bill's a fan. We all know these people are fans, okay? So I'm going to entrust them to make the right decisions based on the limitations they have. But in regards to this fan takeover stuff, I just want to see something. Like, and I, I know as I say this, and once this episode drops, I can only imagine that we're going to get like information the day after or next week. You know what I'm saying? So we're hindsight, I guess, is 2020. Maybe that's the reason they just announced this. Maybe we're going to get some more reveals. You know, Toy Fair was supposed to be kind of this week, so maybe we get some new reveals soon. But before we go taking any more fan takeover pulls, please just give us something. Give us, let us know what's going on. Give us some images. I want to see some of these figures before I vote on anything else. Yeah, I agree 100%. All right, uh, last thing, Joe. Jeremy Padauer tweeted, who wants to see uh, CS Series 29? I mean, that's a pipe dream. You know, you had, um, <laughs> you you know it, Super G was on there and yeah. Uh, He's he's a character on the Major Wrestling Figure podcast. I'm not a fan. I think he's. I I don't think he um he does good deals. But anyway, yeah, I know he's like. Uh, uh, yeah, he used to go on. He probably still does, but I just don't follow him or give a shit. He used to go live on Twitter. He's like talk or tw- uh, Instagram. He's like talk to me now. Who wants this? But then like you're not sure. Like the deals are usually garbage, or it's like who's paying that price for that and. I don't know. He just he he's like a shady dude. Shady, 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 shady. shady. I don't. When someone says Western Union, that's when you're like, I don't know. Yeah, no, 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 no. And it's shady, 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 shady. And look, it, he may it, have made some good deals, but I don't know. I just, it's just weird that people like connect with him or talk to him or like, man, he's great. Like, what the fuck do you see that's great about that? I can see that the major. Pod is using him as a character, right? And that's that's it. Yeah, I he's mean, a character and he's in town with a storage unit where you can go pick up shit real quick, what you want. And you probably get good. He probably does some things we don't know about, you know, with the deals that he won't do for other people. Of so, course. Yeah, of course. I'd stop yeah. there. It's yeah. in town. Why not? Yeah. 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 And, and you know, he's like you said, he's a he's a character for my show, right? Yeah. Yeah. People so, are laughing at him 
and the views on the YouTube are going up and we put his videos. Why not? Yeah. Hey, look, it's entertainment, right? So yeah. go for it. But I, I would never do a deal with this guy in my entire life. Oh, I, I would not expect the package to show up. No, no. Unless, like you said, it was at that unit, cash money on the floor. See you later, buddy. Yeah, Done. that's it. Anyway. So anyway. Um, but as, as it relates to the classic superstar series 29, I mean, come on, everybody would love to see classic superstar series 29 does bring back the feelings and the memories. You know, Jeremy loves to do that. And he does that in this AEW line. Yeah, he does just the packaging alone. Uh, I, you know, I gotta be honest. Well, I got excited, but I couldn't even think of who I would want in series 29. (laughs) I would have to sit down with series one through 28 and all the extras and be like, all right, who else can we throw in here? I mean, it would be simple. I think you could do whoever's under contract with AEW. You could do Arn Anderson, DDP, Taz, Sting, Paul White. You could do Tully Blanchard. Yeah, that's true. You could do Jerry Lynn. Jerry Lynn's never been made. So, you know, you got seven right there. And I'm sure you could do Tony Schiavone, JR. I mean, there's, if you really wanted to do something along that vein and just have like one blowout set that commemorates classic superstars, right? I think you could do it. They'd have to put it under another name, obviously, but uh, unless they buy the rights maybe from Drax or something like that, it's a backdoor deal. And you know they have the money. If Tony Khan, if, if Jeremy goes to Tony and is like, Tony, we got to buy this. It's going to cost us a couple million. Are you okay with it? And we think we could potentially sell this much product. I think Tony would be like, no problem. You know what I'm saying? So Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, and so, hey, I'd love to see it. I think this year, by the end of the year, we're going to get some legends, classic superstars, flashbacks, whatever you want to call it. You know that Sting's coming. Yeah. And I think it's going to come in a lot of different forms. And now here's the key to this all. With Impact potentially being owned by Khan and Impact not having a wrestling figure line, who knows what backdoor deals now Jazzwares can do with Impact? Give me give me an updated Abyss, man. <laughs> give me a new Abyss. So you could literally imagine that. So, you know, all these people like Sting... And some of these other superstars were previously in Impact. Matt Hardy. If you have the rights to produce all that stuff, like the possibilities are endless, and they could do another classic superstar series. Yeah, that's true. And have it have it Impact related, right? Tommy Dreamer. And you could make all those, you know, the A, uh, the Impact Micro Brothers sold pretty damn well. You know, if you could even put those you know, wrestlers into the line somehow with impact. I think that'll be good. I think they would sell. Oh, they would definitely sell. Yeah. I mean, those micro brawlers sold pretty damn quick. Especially if you have the quality of your, what you're getting with the AW stuff now. So yeah. 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 I'm all for it. I mean, again, the possibilities are endless. And I think we even mentioned it in last week's episode or midweek episode, I should say. We said it last week. It's like, Jeremy's already doing it. He's already throwing the kitchen sink at you, right? He wants to release a series of figures every month. He's got this other unmatched line coming out. Who knows what else he's got in the works under the table? He's got all these exclusives. Who knows when we're going to get to see two packs and other... I mean, it's just a matter of time, Joe. Yeah, I know. Every day I'm like, is ringside? Uh, When's the next exclusive? When's the next series? We don't know that's coming. I mean, you got to have your wallet ready. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. I myself am like not buying a lot of Mattel anymore. Yeah, besides the ringsides. 
You know, I'm, I've really backed off the main elite line and I may just do away with it altogether eventually. Yeah, I mean, there's a couple here or there that I might pick up. I haven't seen an elite line in stores and I don't even know how long. So I can't even remember what's one I've seen. 79 maybe? I've seen 8081, but it was all the figures I didn't want or the ones I had already. So yeah, I, know. I, I, I get what you're saying. It's like a pick and choose. Maybe the chases or, the, you know, the store exclusives like the comma or the British Bulldog, you know, those still hold some value, still hold some interest. But yeah, a lot of the new lines, like I, it, there was a tentative 87 line. I'm just like, do I want Del Fantasmo, whatever the fuck his name is, or uh, he took his mask off already. Do I want Candice LeRae? No. Do I want, can't even remember who else was in it. But I'm like, do I want these people? Do I want Otis again? They're not relevant. Yeah, I'm like, maybe, I can't even say that, because that, when the hell did Escobar take his mask off? Like a long time ago. Oh, I don't even care. And it's like, do I want Braun Strowman with the Universal title or Apollo Crews or maybe Asuka if I had to pick one? No, no, she's even. even I got enough Asuka. I got that. Yeah, spotlight. But, but will that's the potential eighty-seven set? Like, does you want any of those six? Hell no. And it look at hey, it's a perfect example of what it was at eighty-four that we really tore apart as well. I mean, there's nothing. There's nobody in that set I want. I'm sorry, that Ripley looks god awful. I don't want Murphy. I don't want Sheamus. I don't want fucking another Jeff Hardy. I could care less about that Roman because in the package, he's got that stupid vest still on. And then the Garza, I mean, Garza's an afterthought. He's he's going to be put back into catering. <laughs> what, what, what is it called? The, the catering boiler room, um, whatever you want to <laughs> fucking call it. And you won't see ever see him again. So, and again, even when he was on TV, what the fuck did he really do? Absolutely nothing. That's the thing. Either you draw a feeling, you make a, the fans care about you, or you don't. And in his case, no one gave a flying fuck. Nope. Yeah, we could all sit back as professional wrestling fans and say, yeah, the potential to be the next Eddie Guerrero? Of course. Potential is be, there. Charisma. Yeah, he could be Guerrero or uh, Eddie Guerrero. And uh... <laughs> <laughs> you didn't hear that, fans. I had to cut that Eddie out. Eddie Guerrero is like the white version. It's like the white trash <laughs> version. I put it. I put together Eddie Guerrero and Charisma all in the same package, guys. That's what my mind is just boom. That's how good it is. I want to see an Eddie Guerrero. Shit, I might have. I call up a customizer. It's also. It's more like Eddie Orgasmo or something. You know. <laughs> but yeah, the elite line. It's hit or miss. Eighty five is decent. Eighty five is pretty damn good. But I don't know. Still, I'm like, do I want to buy them? I don't. I don't really know. We're probably going to drop a segment out because I want to discuss something really quick. And this kind yeah, of I, ties I took in. out. I took out the main event. I took out the main event and the what segment. I feel like, you know, the intro with the next three, I think we're good. Yeah. And fans, we're, we do this. So we're going to like, we're always changing up now because there are so many things to discuss. And it's funny how one thing leads into another. And Joe, you mentioned this, like, when have you seen like a new elite series in a store on the Instagram I made a video last weekend. It's up to 500 plus views right now. And it was just showing everybody. I mean, this is just the norm in Walmart, how the shelves are bare. It goes across all brands, all IPs. It's happening nationwide across this country. You can't find product. And I'm sorry, guys. Again, I'm going to continue to preach this. This is not a distribution problem. This is a purchasing problem. 
Really quick, Joe, though, I want to follow up with that. I'm starting to talk to Walmart employees and they scan and I'm trying to have like intelligent conversation to get their insight on this. And they keep telling me that it's not a Walmart issue, that they are purchasing product, but the vendors are not allowing them to purchase more because they have manufacturing limitations. So I've been hearing this a lot with a lot of my store managers in the toy section. Now, I don't know if this is a load of shit, right? Because on the one hand, you have vendors saying, well, we want to sell more, but Walmart and Target don't want to take the inventory. Now I'm discussing this with Walmart employees, and they're saying it's a vendor issue. So Joe, what is it? And I actually filed a formal complaint. So to update everybody, I did call Walmart corporate headquarters, and I did speak to someone there that is in the headquarters, and I filed an in-store inventory complaint. Yeah, I I have a reference number and everything, so I'm going to follow up probably next sometime, start of next week. And I'm going to also file another complaint because the issues haven't been resolved, at least in my area or around the country. And I'm going to keep bringing this to their attention because there's just no inventory and there has to be a resolution to it. There has to be a solution to it. And the woman on the phone was actually a card collector and she was talking about scalpers and the she was identifying a lot of the issues that they're facing. And she said, well, you know, it's very difficult to us, for us to purchase more product because we take on an inherent risk then. And I'm like, yes, but if you're already sold out and let's say you increased your inventory of a specific item by even 10 to 15%, what if scalpers buy that? Then there's no risk. Then it's the same situation. And you kind of got to test the marketplace and, and see what happens and kind of do these things and increase your purchasing if the vendors can supply you, you know, that there, you know, if there aren't the manufacturing limitations. So I don't know, man, I filed the complaint. I'm getting one story from the vendors. I'm getting one story from Walmart. What the hell's going on here, Joe? I think it's a mix, mix of everything. But when I go into the store, like you mentioned, she collects cards. I do see the signs now that I've never seen before where it's, I can't remember what the signs say, but they have about six signs all over the cards. You know, there's a limit of how many you could buy now. Never seen that before. I know. They but just there implemented it. There was another time where I stopped at Target maybe like two weeks ago, and there were six people uh, waiting by the cards. Because I did see, I do see the guy usually come. I forget, I'm not going to say what time, but I do see the guy come and he does you know, supply the cards around that time. So I have seen it, but there was about six or seven people waiting for him to come at like 6.30 at night. That's how hot it is, Joe. And you know what's happening, why they have to put these limitations? They're like, no, I want to buy, I want to buy them all. Let me buy them all. I can imagine they're getting into that. They're getting into that. And people are following these people from store to store. You know, these, these merchandisers, you know, these merchandisers, they're being followed. They're getting paid off. Yeah. Yeah. Follow them out to the parking lot. Yeah. Follow them in the car to go on the, to see which store they're going to next, buy up all the inventory. But really, why are you limiting my supply? Buy more product, guys. You lose. You you understand if there are so many people that want this, right? Even the scalpers, even if it's just scalpers, as soon as it leaves take all your store, take all their money. Be like, oh, you you're uh you 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 want to buy all the supply we're about to put out? Shit, I got 60 more boxes. You want to buy those too? Done. And guess what, Joe? No return. Done. Yeah. But you know what? I'll empty the whole fucking truck into your house. How's that? Simple. So, uh, Joe, it's so simple. It's 
collectible action figures and trading cards, no returns, done. And if the manufacturers now can supply this stuff, again, supposedly now I'm hearing manufacturing limitations and vendors can't increase, we can't increase our order supply because the vendors don't have enough supply. Vendors are saying, no, we have enough supply. They don't want to increase their purchasing. So what's the real story? And if the real story is the vendors do have the supply, Walmart, Target, you guys got to start buying more fucking products so people aren't fighting at your stores. So you don't have to have limitations on your product. So, you know, your shelves are stocked. I've never seen this ever in the retail industry where the shelves are bare. Dude, it's so, you know what it is too, Will? Like the Walmarts and Targets I go to, they're fucking trashed for weeks. I'm like, guys, are you, I mean, I don't work there, but I'm like, number one, it's never updated. Number two, when you do get updates, it's in the wrong spot. And number three, it looks like someone went through the aisles with a baseball bat. Like, are you guys cleaning at night or? Is someone here? There's no way that I go to a Target at nighttime and it's trashed. I can understand that. And I go there at eight o'clock the next morning and it's still trashed. Like, how is that possible? Yeah. What are your employees doing and where's the accountability? It's fucking trash for the last six months. Like a tornado went through it. I seen a photo like that online yesterday where somebody was complaining. It's completely trashed. Instead of the stuff being on the pegs, it's thrown all over the bottom. There are two locations by me like that, one Walmart and one Target. The store, I guess, management does, doesn't care. Yeah, they do not give a crap. And where again, where's the accountability? Listeners, two things we want you to do here at the Squared Circle Action Figure Podcast. If you're on a fig hunt, tag us at SQD Circle AFP on Instagram and Twitter. We're going to repost whatever you tag us in, okay? That's very important because we want to actually let people know what's around the country. Okay, whether you're in Honolulu, Hawaii, or whether you're in Manhattan in New York City, tag us at SQD Circle AFP. With that tag, also tag the respective retailer. What we're going to do is we're going to repost that and we're going to tag that retailer again because there has to be accountability for the way these stores operate, whether the store has a ton of figs or whether they have no figs at all. Okay, you guys. We have to be the ones that hold them accountable, and we have to be the ones to initiate the change. Now, a lot of people tell me, oh, they're not good. They don't care. They don't care about us. They don't care about us. And it's true. They are a multi-billion dollar corporation. But if yeah, we, yeah, can, exactly. we can bring this to the media, a larger media presence and a larger media outlet, if you guys continue to tag us and then I start tagging media outlets, there can be some real significant change happening. You want to start making change in this? You start getting media outlets involved about how people are fighting over this stuff, about how employees are being threatened and followed, about how you know there's limitations on product. It's absurd. And the only way that there is going to be an active change is if we bring this to the public's attention, not the community's attention. We know what's going on, but we need to bring it to the greater public's attention. So I want to tell you all, Again, one thing, tag us at SQD Circle AFP on all your fig hunt posts in store, whether it be a video or a picture, and then tag that respective retailer, and we are going to repost it with another tag from that from that retailer. Okay, guys? Nice. I had to do it, Joe. I, ha- I, had to, I had to rant a little bit about this because it's so important, and it's not just distribution. There's an inherent disconnect between the retailer and the vendor. And there's something going on that's not visible to us. And I want to know the truth. 
And I think we have every goddamn right to know the truth as we are the consumer. We are spending our hard-earned dollar to buy this product. Yeah, that's that's those are the facts, man. And you know, I think if you can you know raise awareness about it, then that's a good thing. You got it. All right, Joe. Well, let me tell you, that was a gorilla position in a, in and of itself. But let's get to this week's edition of the gorilla position. I can feel electricity in the air. All right, Joe, welcome to this week's edition of the Gorilla Position. We're taking it back. We love to take it back here on the Squared Circle Action Figure Podcast. We are going to be discussing on the Gorilla Position the Mattel WWE Retrofest line, my friend. And there's not enough good things I can say about this line. I do have one gripe with it, but what do you think, man? Underrated line. If you're not a fan of these, Retrofest figures, I think you're you're crazy. Me personally, I wanted the line to keep moving forward and sucks it didn't. I actually will, I like every figure here, and it's crazy to me how perfect the line was, in my opinion. And I think in time these figures will increase in price, maybe not all of them. But what makes it what makes it uh, a favorite line of mine is I can't even pick my favorite, which is nuts. So I wanted to break it down, and if you've been living under a rock and don't know about this line, then we're going to tell you all about it right now. But, you know, it's crazy to me, Will, that I liked every release of this whole series as a whole. I just like every single release, and that doesn't happen often. I agree with you. It was a pretty good line. I don't want to say it's the best. I absolutely love the packaging. You know, we're hashtag MOC for life here. You had that video game, old school arcade style packaging with the smaller window front that had the figure right in it. I like the line. So I'm just going to read off the line real quick for our listeners. You had Shawn Michaels in the rockers gear, which is great. You had Randy Savage in that America gear, which is great. I love that. Beautiful. You had the honky tonk man in his blue traditional. We finally got the traditional blue outfit for the honky tonk man. And mind you on the honky tonk man, we did have an updated head sculpt, I believe. Yeah, it was. Rick Flair, you had him in the the red robe. Great. Classic Superstars re-release, basically. You had the Hacksaw Jim Duggan, which I think is the best Hacksaw Jim Duggan out there. You had, I mean, we talked about this ad nauseum on so many different episodes. We think this figure is amazing. I did a YouTube video review of it as well. We've given it away. This figure is awesome. He came with the crown, the retro style merch shirt. I want them to make more retro style merch for shirts for figures moving forward. But anyway, it's a great figure. You had the Mr. Perfect again, re-release of the classic superstars in the black attire with the lightning on the back. And then finally, the last figure to come out, Iron Sheik. You had him with an updated head sculpt as well. You had, sorry, pretty much all the majority of these had updated head sculpts. Mr. Perfect did, Iron Sheik did. And then you had him with his like, I don't know, workout batons and whatnot, which was really fun. Now, here's my take real quick. And again, I just wanted to give a rundown of the line. My position on this is I think they should have had it more WrestleFest centric. I think that some of the names in here, they're not bad figures and they had great updated head sculpts. But again, we talk about longevity of the line. We talk about big names. I think they missed a boat on some of these names here. And on some of the big names that they chose, they gave them very obscure attire choices. Okay. So for me, again, I'm just playing devil's advocate here. It was my line. 
I probably every other release would do a traditional WrestleFest figure if they were signed, okay? And then throw a couple of these awesome ones in there, like a perfect, like maybe even the Iron Sheik, but that's a very obscure name, the, the Duggan, something like that. So that would have, or or maybe even a honky tonk man. So that would have been my kind of thing. And I think that's why I kind of fizzled out, you know, but it is a fantastic series of figures with super awesome packaging. And that's my take. What do you think, Joe? Yeah, I love the RetroFest line. You know, I like the RetroFest idea. I believe these were GameStop exclusives. Um, so you had to get these in GameStops, especially for the last four. I remember calling GameStop and picking them up. I just like, you know, like like me and you, Will. We like the old school guys. I like the attire that Shawn Michaels had. So right off the bat, I was like, oh, this line looks great. The Shawn Michaels attire with the RetroFest box. Then you get, you know, Randy Savage, throw Honky in there, and you go down the list. And even when it ended with uh, Mr. Perfect with the IC title and the Iron Sheik, I was excited, man. I was I was sad it was ending, but I'm glad we got these guys in that kind of packaging, you know, the old school guys. So I was I was excited, man. You know, did it have to fizzle out? Yeah, I guess so. Especially with GameStop being connected to GameStop. But I enjoyed it, man. I love all these figures and you know what I was just thinking about? You can you can't even give these away, which is kind of weird, but maybe the Mr. Perfect Maybe the Duggan, maybe the Sheik, you know, the last three are a little more in value. But even when you had these at the ToyCon, Will, I mean, people are like uh, five bucks, 10 bucks. I'm like, no, that's a little more than that. But I mean, that's where they're at right now. You know what I mean? So maybe in the future, they'll cost a little more. I just think I appreciate them a little more. Yeah. And I think they will appreciate with some time, you know, look, these were liquidated at about five bucks a piece at GameStop because they were overproduced. You know, I mean... And again, these aren't big names. There's the inherent problem. Yes, we look at it from a collector's perspective, right? And we we reviewed the names down the line. We reviewed the attire choices. The only questionable attire choice, I believe, was that with that Randy Savage was very plain in that America outfit. But everything else I thought they nailed. And you got a lot of value here too, especially with the Duggan, the Perfect, and the Chic. Yeah, those last three. Yeah, and you got you just the accessories. I mean, the flag with Duggan, and we talked about the crown and the shirt, and then the perfect came with the towel and the beautiful icy title and the updated head sculpt, and then you had the chic with the batons and the headdress and all this stuff in the robe. You had a lot of value there. So my only take is, again, I think if it's GameStop, if it, you're going for that WrestleFest vibe, throw in, and I know Hogan wasn't signed at the time, but what are some of the WrestleFest guys? You could have threw in a Warrior WrestleFest, just like from the game, oh, yeah. you know? Just like the game. Yeah, you know, you could have threw in a million dollar man wrestle fest, just like the game. Possibly a big boss man. If yeah, I was, was just signed. thinking boss man. You know, and again, give them just the attires in the game or like NECA does, right? NECA does the turtles in timeline. Yeah. You know, kind of in that little bit of a video game vibe. Maybe even do that, you know, copy, copy what some other people are doing. And the turtles in time stuff sells. People have them in their collection. Yeah, they enjoyed the line. Me personally, I, I don't really like, but yeah, yeah, exactly. They, they uh, I think they would have maybe added a little more popularity to the line. Yeah, just names again from the WrestleFest line. You could have even maybe used the images from the game. I don't know, maybe if that was an option, you know, maybe buy the rights to use some of the images. And I'm sure you could just use the images and put them on the back of the box, you know, or something. But, you know, just to give a little bit more nostalgia, let's just give it a little more oomph to kind of pull more people in. And I think it would have been a little more successful. It would have eventually ended anyway, I think, just because, again, you, you move through the WrestleFest roster, you get through it, you're done, 
right? I mean, it's a specialty kind of line, right? For for a retailer. So in all these lines eventually end and some of them come back and some of them don't. But as a whole, I think you got incredible value here. And I absolutely loved every figure in this this line. I do think they're undervalued. I agree with you. You can't give these things away. And it was weird too how Mr. Perfect and Iron Sheik were moved to Target. And Target is still sitting on, I think, Iron Sheiks. So I mean it's like, how much did they produce of these things, Joe? I mean <laughs> I know. I just I just don't know. And then you're right, they were down to five bucks. So when we were at the Toy Con no wonder people were asking that. Yeah. You know, though, we were actually, no, because the Perfect and Chic were selling for that, too, if you could find them. Ah, whatever. Yeah, it was weird. GameStop liquidated because they stopped selling WWE entirely. Yeah, that's right. They had it for, you can go there. That's actually, you're right. Well, you can go there. I remember Elite 65, I believe it was. They had the full set, and then they had 66. I was like, oh, this is another, you know, retailer where you can go pick these sets up. And, you know, they, they always had them. So I was like, oh, this is great. You know, another option. I know. And you know what's the funniest thing about it? GameStop now is like one of my go-tos for for figures. Just not wrestling, but other other lines. Yeah, they have properties. stuff. Yeah, you can find them. They're actually yeah. available. Not like these Walmarts and Targets that don't have any stock. You might pay a little extra, but it is what it is. Yeah, but I'm at the point where I'm paying extra on eBay and Mercari now because I can't find stuff I want. Yeah, and I don't no. want to go hunt because the pop finders aren't working in the brick seek. And we can, again, we can go on ad nauseum about it. But, you know, I'd rather know that I'm going to GameStop to a retail or to a local specialty store like a Hastel Toy or Paul's Toy Room or something like that. Chubsy Wubsy uh, Comics up north in New Jersey. You know, he gets a lot of the new stuff too now because you just can't find it in stores. So Retrofest, what's our overall position on this, Joe? I think, I think you got to add these to your collection if you don't have them, right? You have to, especially the last three. That Duggan, I mean, we can say that over and over and over again, but those last three, especially the Duggan, the Perfect with the Gold, and even that Sheik, I love that Sheik. Those are my favorite three. But yeah, if you don't have these or you just never got around to collecting them, I think you should because I like this set as a whole and I think it added value to any collection. Yeah, and hashtag MOC for life here, hashtag MOC. These are great. I absolutely love the display, you know, with the arcade style packaging. You got to add them to your collection if you missed on them. And what's great about it, they're not that high in value in the aftermarket. So you can still obviously find some of this stuff on Target.com. And then you could also just go onto eBay or Mercari and pick some of this stuff up for really cheap. So it's a no brainer in my eyes, even if you got it for retail at this point. You know, pick it up, add it to your collection. And especially if you're into video games or anything, you got to get this stuff. I agree, man. I just love those. I just love the set as a whole. I can't say that enough. I know. I know. So if you are under the rock, get out from under it, pick these up. And again, listeners, we keep asking you this. Go onto our social media accounts. I post a gorilla position post each week, letting you know what we're going to be discussing, what our position is going to be on a certain topic in the wrestling figure world. And let us know what you want to hear. You know, we want to banter. We want to go on about this stuff. We want to give you what we think about some things. Maybe you're wondering what we think about Walmart distribution or maybe a specific series or maybe just even a specific figure like, I don't know, the Hollywood Hulk Hogan from Ultimate Edition series that just came out. Let us know on our Instagram and Twitter at SQD Circle AFP. And don't forget 
to check back next week for another edition of the Gorilla Position. everybody welcome to the oh my god figure of the week all right joe my god i i I think we do this every week we're getting extreme again now this is an era of extreme though i was not happy with okay even through the darkest days well, you know that that I don't even know what that is. <laughs> I never even watched CM Punk in his earlier days in the WWF, ECW, whatever the hell you want to call it. When nobody gave gave a shit about him. Yeah, basically, right? Until he cut the, I guess, the infamous promo. Yeah, where he showed like his personality a little more. Exactly, and then it was good. No, that promo. Sorry, I don't even care if it was a work or not or whatever it was, but it was fantastic and one of the best in the in the history of professional wrestling. But before that, you had him in ECW, the defunct ECW, as I like to call it, of the WWE and Ringside Collectibles to commemorate this era of CM Punk produced a ringside exclusive. And, you know, we love him here. Collectability, Uh collectability here. Ringside exclusives are amazing. And. What was most exciting about for me about this CM Punk figure, they did a ringside exclusive in this red attire, kind of a straight edge society look with the X's on his hands and stuff like that. You had him with the skeleton rib shirt, which is cool. And you yeah. had him come with the ECW title. And I believe this is the f- second time we got the ECW title in this package, the first being... Or it could be have been the first. I'm sorry, because Terry Funk, uh, they came out with Terry Funk after. So this was the first time you were able to get the ECW title, I believe, with a with a Mattel WWE figure. Yeah. Yeah, it's the first time uh, they put the ECW title in the line. Me, personally, I think this figure's great. You know, it's a ringside exclusive, like you mentioned. I love that box. You know, I said that with the Brock Lesnar uh, ways back, but I love this style box. And I think the CM Punk figure looks nice. I think it looks good. I like that they chose the red with the packaging. You get that uh, skull shirt. I like the head scan on him. I think the head sculpt looks good with the red. You get the ECW title, which is not on the side. I like that it's over his shoulder with the ECW microphone. And uh, I just like this packaging and figure as a whole. And then you top it off with the ECW title, and it's an exclusive and to me, it checks off all the boxes, man. It's a great collectible. And if you're a CM Punk fan, I think you should have this version of him. Of course. I mean, this is basically kind of a rookie, right? CM Punk. Yeah, yeah with the ECW belt especially, yeah. Yeah, and I actually don't have a tie to CM Punk. I do like his stuff, like I said, with the um, promo he did, kind of a mic drop promo there. But this is commemorating his... 2006 ECW look. Specifically, I guess this comes from that 2006 Survivor Series. And then in 2007, he actually won the ECW title. So it's it's kind of an amalgamation figure here. But I love it. It's the only CM Punk in my collection. And there's one other Punk I want, and that's the Straight Edge Society t-shirt one with the white t-shirt. And that's that's it. That would I would be very happy with Punk's and I do like CM Punk as a wrestler, and I think he needs to come back. I think he needs to go to AEW, and I think he needs to be involved in professional wrestling in some way, shape, or form. But this figure, again, like you said, it does check all the boxes for me as well. I think it's a great 
great, great figure, and it's a great figure of Punk in his earlier look in the WWE, specifically that defunct ECW. Yeah, you know, he's a Paul Heyman guy, so it's perfect. Yeah, and you know, we're MOCs, so I just love the packaging. I like the packaging. I like the placement of him. Like I said, I like the belt over the shoulder, and I just think as a display piece, it's great. You know, it's a great figure, and it's a pretty sweet exclusive to have. And if you're looking to get it, uh, it it's it runs around seventy five, maybe seventy five, eighty, even to a hundred dollars right now on eBay. So it's not too bad. I think if you searched a little, maybe waited a little bit, you can add this to your collection. But it's a great figure and a great version of Punk. Yeah. And like you said, it's accessible. So you don't yeah. have to drop, you know, three bills on it, two bills, you know, maybe one, get a nice figure. Or what do you, I mean, you could probably get this loose too. Well, if you're, yeah, you can get it loose. Loose, I think it's like loose though, it's still the same for some odd reason. You know, if you look at some of the sold listings I'm looking at, for some reason, loose sold a couple of weeks ago for 80 bucks out of the box when the one in the box sold for 75, which doesn't make any sense. Oh, who knows if that even fucking sold? That's, you know. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I know. You, you, you take these with a grain of salt. But if you're talking about $300, tis, uh ringside exclusive with the mask on, that's a whole different story. Yeah. Yeah. That's his really straight edge society look with the oh, mask. God. And the, that um, one's, you talk about an exclusive. Oh, man. That one's, that one really nails it there. Yeah. The sling and he had his goatee with the mask. Yeah. It's, it's a great figure. Don't get me wrong. I, it's just, you know, that's when it was with gallows and stuff. And, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I just didn't, I don't prefer that run of his personally. And again, I've seen bits and pieces of what he did during that run, but I personally loved, again, the, the cutthroat promo thing. And then, and then this ECW era was cool too. So let's, um, you know, Hey, this is an, oh my God figure a week. I'm going to read the uh, back of the box here, uh, just to get, give you a little taste of where this figure is from and what era it's from. And I guess the attire, I mean, you'll you'll get the attire colors and choice right here from the start. Growing up idolizing WWE Hall of Famer Rowdy Roddy Piper, CM Punk had no doubt that his future belonged inside the ring. He began his quest in the independent ranks, where he earned a reputation as a master technician before joining ECW in 2006. At that year's Survivor Series, he demonstrated his lethal assimilation of fighting styles and emerged from Team DX as a fast-rising star. In 2007, Punk made good on that promise, winning the ECW Championship. After winning the Money in the Bank match at WrestleMania 24, he went on to cash in his world title opportunity and capture the World Heavyweight Championship. Constantly thrilling his loyal followers and wiping his opponents out with his signature go-to-sleep maneuver, the GTS, he has certainly backed up his claim that he's the best in the world. That's a great read. That's some great copyright there. And yeah, it's a great figure. You know, Will, um, I love to go to sleep, by the way. And I like his entrance music too. But I feel like CM Punk, um, you know, coming from Ring of Honor, he had a huge following. When he came into WWE, I feel like he needed to put his time in a little bit. You know, like they didn't have NXT then. And, you know, he needed to learn the ways, I feel like, of the WWE where he wasn't going to be as popular as he was coming from the indie circuit. You know, that's my opinion. And I think when he came, he just needed that time, you know, because no one cared. Even when he won money in the bank, he won the heavyweight championship, the big gold. He won the ECW championship. 
you know, for a while, the Straight Edge Society definitely bumped him up a little bit, but he just needed to put in a little time, I think, in WWE. And then, you know, as time went on, he cut that, whatever that was, against Cena, and his contract was up, blah, blah, blah. That's when, you know, he put his time in. You got to see a little more of the CM Punk I think people wanted to see when he started instead of just a whatever guy, a fake ECW guy. And that's when his career really, unfortunately, it wasn't that long after that. But, you know, it's really started moving along more as far as WWE goes. Yeah. Hey, you painted the picture perfectly. And unfortunately, when you get yourself over in the WWE, if they don't want it, they will slam you right back down. And that's just the truth. And CM Punk is a perfect example. Joe ended it right there at the rise of his popularity. After what he did and who he he made himself, they shot him right back fucking down. And it's unfortunate. But that's the way it goes. And, uh, you know, what are we going to do? That doesn't discredit this. You know what I think about real quick, Will? You know, there were so many hardcore CM Punk fans and they were obviously excited when he had the gold for a while. And then he loses it to the fucking rock. And I always, at the Royal Rumble, and I always think of that person like trashing his place on <laughs> online. The video went viral. And I always remember him like throwing shit at his TV. I don't know if he threw the TV down and he started like trashing his bedroom after CM Punk lost the belt. <laughs> I always remember that video. He's like 400 and something, whatever it was, days to the fucking rock to promote another movie. I always think about that. I'm surprised CM Punk, it's his probably bedroom looked the same afterwards. <laughs> you know, for a while, you know, with his style, you know, you could consider him one of the best in the world. I wasn't disagreeing. No, you couldn't disagree with it. With his mic skills and his in-ring ability, not at all. Oh, and I love, Kent is the same way. Look at what WWE did with Oh my I mean, God. They, he's, he was uh, he was a whatever. Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah. And and, you know, like NXT, I mean, it was our okay, but again, it's just one of these situations. Come on. You don't think that's going to happen with Kushida? Come on. Is that even his name? I think it is. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. The Back to the Future look and shit. I'm like, what is this? They're, look, I know that's his thing, but they don't want it. They don't promote it. And like, they'll, they'll jab a little bit. They're like, well, this guy, you know, they do say, if I'm not mistaken, they do give New Japan references of the titles he held. I don't know if they say the, I could have swore they said the actual you know, what he was in New Japan, you know, his accolades, but no one gives a fuck. No. And as soon as he bumps up to the main roster, all that's going to go away and nobody's going to care. And it's so fucking sad. That's why I'm so happy AEW is expanding its programming and I'm so happy. No, and I'm so happy that AEW is going to, I think they're going to start poaching talent from NXT and stuff. As their viewership develops, they're on the slow, slow growth mode. I absolutely love it. So anyway, Regardless of all this pro wrestling talk, man, we're really getting into pro wrestling on the podcast today. We love this CM Punk figure. It's got awesome packaging. It's got those tights paying homage to Roddy Roddy Piper, kind of the ECW look, that red and black. First ever time that the ECW World Heavyweight Championship title was released. It's got the ECW microphone, comes with that cool skeleton t-shirt, and it's kind of a debut punk figure. So for all those reasons, this is why it's an oh my God figure of the week. Look at this. Look at this. You're talking about a house of fire. You're seeing it right here. All right, Joe, welcome to this week's Bye. <laughs>
closed it open. Joe, you it's been it's so funny. It's been a while since I busted a figure open, and I've actually been busting figures yeah, open. Fuck? I'm just opening shit because I got no room. Yeah, you got to bust some shit open on this fucking show. I know. Sorry, listeners. And I, you know what I am, listeners? Shh, don't tell Joe I'm getting off easier. You know I like him. I know, you son of a bitch. Baby. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you're a basic bitch, so I mean, I, you know, and, and, and you're going to be busting one open. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I mainly bust the basics open on here anyway, so I shouldn't be talking. To- oh, my God. Um, this is my, this is my brutality. <laughs> I don't know. You had sodomy down here on the on the notes, and I'm like, what the fuck is this? I was hoping you'd catch that. <laughs> yeah, that's what I want the words to say, but unfortunately, that's those aren't the fucking lyrics. Oh my god! <laughs> this guy's trying to trick me and everything. I'm telling you, listen. I, I, I mean, this I, is I, the this is the abuse I go through every day. I think here. that was funny. But uh, yeah, we're, I'm going to be busting open Series 114. First time in the line, Rhea Ripley. First figure ever. So wanted to see what this is like outside the box. Give give our take. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I absolutely love Rhea Ripley as a professional wrestler. I don't have enough good things to say about her. It was funny. I actually was at NXT TakeOver New York. What was that? Two years ago, right? 28, was it 2018 now? Jeez, I don't know. 2019. That was 2019. And it was funny. She was actually injured. She had an ankle injury. She was, I was in the, on the floor seats kind of towards the back and she was just sitting there and I'm just like, oh my God, she's just like beautiful. She just has this great build to her. Even when she was injured, you know, with the ankle injury. Yeah. Everything about her, you just sensed even when she was talking to people. Cause you know, I watch what the wrestlers do with each other and stuff. You, you had this sense of camaraderie or the sense of knowing what she was doing and like really good vibes. Really good um, wrestler, and this figure though looks like fucking shit. <laughs> it it, it kind of does, and uh, I'm gonna get a closer look. What do you think? Yeah, you ready? Yeah, you got it. You got to do it. Rip it. She's up, only 24 too. I thought she was a lot older. I I hope. Jesus I hope. Uh, it might happen, but I hope Raw doesn't fuck her up. <laughs> we'll wait and see with that. <laughs> what's what's the over under on that one? I mean, it's probably like ten percent to ninety percent. Ninety percent fuck up, ten percent uh, she's not. I know. All right, you hear it? You hear that sound? Oh, I hear it. Yeah. Woo! He's just taking it to that new basic packaging there. That new basic packaging with the white, you know, white design. Got beautiful, beautiful face on her too. Oh my God, how beautiful she is as a woman. I mean, she is just one of the most beautiful women out there. On a figure, I don't know about that face though. (laughs) My God. All right, I have it out. Let's see. All right, smell her, smell her, sniff her up a little bit. Mm, Smells like fresh putty. You know, Mm. you break that putty out as Mm. a kid. So there's there's this Instagram guy, Fig Sniffs. I think he's following us now or something like that. But he liked a couple of our... He's he's a weird dude, man. He just like... He's got these videos. He's a big dude, too. I mean, he's got a monster. Dude, these, um, these legs are... Uh, you're able to twist them around. I don't remember that for the basics. The basics are usually pretty damn stiff. But you can twist them sideways and pull them up, pull them down. Oh, yeah. Different I see joints. that. It looks like there's a little different joint on there, yeah. Oh, wow, that, that adds a little bit, man. Wow, holy shit. I, one thing with the basics that I hated, the fucking legs. But yeah, n- not in this case. Yeah, because it was only an up and down motion. Not a you didn't have a ball joint in there. It looks like they got a ball joint in there now. Looks like someone burned the legs where the thighs are for some odd reason where the joints are. So that's always a plus. Looks like someone burned the shit out of the legs. Um, 
Yeah, figure looks pretty good, Will. The face is a li- up close. It does look like her. The haircut, I think, you know, if you get close, they do have the right side with the, you know, the little braided back look on the side and the hair longer on the left side. The hair looks pretty good. The head sculpt isn't too bad once you have it like up close. I don't think it looks that bad. You have the Ripley tank top with the RA, the uh, Ripley in the silver across with like the chain kind of logo underneath the name. You know, you have her black pants with the kind of stocking netting look. The painted on, yeah, the, the, the deco on here is kind of weird, but, you know, it's a basic, you know, you got the painted on belt, little deco there. And the black boots, black everything kind of, you know, black boots, black knee pads, black wrist tape, and the black collar on the neck. Yeah, the choker. For overall, for, a, you know, a basic figure, first time in the line, the fact that you could actually move these legs around, which actually adds so much to it, I think. It's not a bad uh, first time in the line figure. All right, yeah, I'm looking at it on here. I, I mean, I do see that. I guess she has a hand tattoo too, and she's got that painted earring on that that looks a little molded as well. Um, yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't look bad. It's it's weird because in some of the photos, it looks like she's a little like hunched over the way it's the the figure's posed. You know what I'm saying? So like on some of the camera shots, if you get more of a top heavy picture on her. She looks a little bit more hunched over, like that neck that in that neck area looks interesting. That's my only like even in the package, like it looks like the the head is jutted forward a little bit, but it looks like she's almost like hunched over a little bit, you know? Yeah, a little bit. And you cannot with these new joints, you cannot stand this figure up for shit. Yeah, it's slippery. The feet are weird as far as like standing up. It's keeps slipping out. Yeah, it's really weak, really loose. As far as standing this up, you're gonna have a lot of trouble. Gotcha, yeah. gotcha. Okay. Well, I mean, look, I like I said, the the face scan I thought was eh, it, as you see as I'm looking here on RingsideCollectibles.com, the, the close up photos, it does look a little bit better as as you get closer up. It does look like her, but I don't know. I just I don't think this one was an ad. Like I thought that Bianca Belair, to be honest with you, that basic Bianca Belair is probably one of the better women basics of all time. And I could even say that it's could be almost as good as her elite figure. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I, I, I don't know. This one, it just fell flat for me. You know, she just has this kind of painted look. It's kind of like, I don't know, her stature looks weird. I don't know. You're kind of liking it, kind of not, right? I mean, the tooling you, you're thinking is a little wonky with the new joints and whatnot. So yeah, it's a little, it's a little weird. The new joints, this figure is like really light, so... Definitely has a hard time standing up. Overall, for a basic, you know, I'm holding it in hand. It's not bad. First figure, I think it's pretty good. It's not, it's not terrible. Yeah, they haven't been really knocking it out of the park. There are a couple, like, really, really great ones, like that WrestleMania Fiend with the jacket, which I just got, and it looks freaking stellar. You know, again, from this series, you have the Fiend as well, which is, is okay. I mean, it's just like kind of a re-release almost. And then 115, I have no interest in. Just quickly reviewing some of the basics. I mean, Jesus, God, Carlito and Strowman and Biggie and Lynch and Knox. I mean, those are all big passes for me. 116, you're looking at Rollins, Owens, Sheamus, Kai, and Strong. And I think those are all big passes for me. Even the Kai looks, I don't know what's going on with their upper torsos for these women figures, but for me, they're just missing the ball or something like and maybe maybe it's even more so in the head sculpt where they're doing this half hair. All these women have this like half their head is braided, half their head is long and stuff like that. Kai's got that kind of look too, and it just looks wonky on the, the head sculpt. Can you um 
Can you go to ringside real quick and look at their series 119 they uh, just released? Can you look at that Dijakovic head? <laughs> oh my god! I just—it's so funny you mentioned that, and I, I was going to it right and now. And that Triple H head—that is that the fucking Mars Attacks head? Well, at least you can get Dijakovic finally with if you want to, you know, throw him in a, with a mask on him. And what what is he? He's a um, uh, T Dick. T Bone. T Dick. Yeah, yeah. T Ball. Right. That's what they call him on Busted Open. The Triple H head isn't terrible. You don't like it? <laughs> Not really. What the hell is that? I the mean, fucking bald uh, head looks gigantic. It does look a little looks like big. like alien from Hey Arnold. Yeah, it's kind of got like this. It's weird. His like forehead has like a bulge on it or something. It's like fucking. Oh my god! Why would anybody buy that? Oh my god! Look at the face on Orton. I see the Orton. I didn't see the Orton yet. But this is another strong pass. This entire series. All these are garbage. Well, this Orton. No, this Orton head is the new. Um, this is the elite head that they just oh, they popped Lord. right on here. Yeah. Still, it's the new elite head that just came out. What was it in seventy nine or whatever? And for some reason, we need two Lacey Evans. Yeah, and now she's not going to be on television, right? She's like legitimately pregnant, right? No, oh, there, there goes that. And it doesn't look bad. The Lacey Evans doesn't look bad. No, it's okay. But she's just not good in the ring. Uh, Lacey Evans. She's yeah, just stale. Everybody thought she oh, was. Yeah. Everybody thought she was going to improve. I mean, but God, look at that. So we're we're through. Let's see, one fourteen. Maybe I get the fiend. 115, I don't want any of the garbage in there. 116, I don't want any of the garbage in there. 117, maybe I get the Tony Storm. Yeah, maybe. 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 And then I'm not going to get that Undertaker figure. I mean, they're going to have the Elite one. I mean, the Elite one is amazing. Yeah. So maybe I get the Storm, but even her face looks off. I mean, it just looks like fucking garbage. And then you have, so then you have 18. And then, yeah, you have 18. There's nobody in here I want. Hardy, Balor, fucking Vay Raiders, Theory, fuck Theory. I don't care about Theory. He's just, that's just garbage comedy act they got him in right now. And uh, they can't find, they don't know what to do with him. They don't know what to do with anybody. It's so embarrassing. And then 119, I don't want anything here. Yeah. I, I haven't, besides this one, I haven't gotten uh, basic in a long time. I know we're going off on busted open because we're just, we're looking at Mattel's. And again, we talked about this earlier in the episode, guys, before we end this, even just going back to the elite series, right? You go to look at your elite 85, right? This is a good set. This elite 85 set we reviewed on the gorilla position. And we really like this set for Alistair Black. We really like the set for Undertaker. The Bray Wyatt isn't terrible. I don't know when he wore mustard pants. though. I think that's fucking ridiculous. And then the carry on cross again, if you're next NXT Mark carry on cross guy, it's a good it's a good addition here. It looks great. But other than that, you look at 84, I mean, hot garbage. I don't want anything in this fucking series. You look at 83, I mean, you're going to get the edge. I got, I got the Dusty coming, but even the Dusty looks terrible. The PS Hayes, you know how we feel oh, about God. that. I mean, I got one, but Jesus God, why would you fucking put him in that attire? And the Corbin looks good, and the Sasha looks good too, but I'm not going to get them. Yeah, it's not, it's not a bad series, that one. It's not, not a terrible series. Not a terrible series. That's 83. You go back to 82. We reviewed this too. We weren't too high on it. You got the you got the Lawler, just a one of the best figures of the year so far. Keith Lee is buried right now. I got that chase. Thank you so much. That was a nice Christmas present. And then the Balor's good and stuff, but everything else I fucked. I don't give a shit about. I don't know. There's just not you look at these lineups and there's nothing that I'm enthused about, Joe. You know what sucks is that I get it. They want him to be a big man and Vince and blah blah blah. But Keith Lee's just not Keith Lee anymore. You could see that in his face and in the ring. Yeah, he went away. He's done. Yeah, like you could just tell. He's like, I got to try to be a big man and do big man moves. 
but the Keith Lee in NXT was like flipping off the top rope and doing some crazy shit with younger guys, with smaller guys. And I get that they're like, no, you don't do that. You do the big man moves. And like, like threw them off. Yeah, that's the point of contention I think I have with Bully in that respect. I understand that you have to work like a big man, but in Keith Lee's area of expertise, like he has to blend some of that in because now he's now he's too uncomfortable. Now he's like super uncomfortable. He's like, all right, I'm going to do all like power moves, but I haven't, I've never done, I've never worked this way before. And he's just, he's just another guy now. I feel like when you watch him in the ring, he's just another guy, big guy, kind of Mark Henry kind of guy in the ring doing power moves looks stiff and then he no personality where in NXT, even if he didn't have that personality, the music, you know, he became the heavyweight champ there and just everything he did in the ring. I feel like each performance outdid the last where now he's just like fucking lost in there. Looks like. Yeah. Sucks. Sucks for him. So yeah, it just, it just sucks all around. It just sucks all around. Cause we want to see these people succeed guys. You know, I mean, that's, that's the thing. We're so passionate about this where we want to see the people succeed. We want to see them get over. We want to see them being, you know, you look at an employer, right? You want to be put, you want to put yourself in a position to succeed, but you also want your employer to put yourself in a position to succeed, right? So, I mean, it's like it, it takes two to tango and it just like, it just doesn't seem like that's the the formula for the WWE. You know, the formula is just like, all right, let's put the put the title back on Miz. Oh. <laughs> why? Who the fuck cares? You know, like it doesn't matter why, just because we're going to do it. You know what I'm saying? Like in the the formula is we're not going to build a 3 or 4 month story. We're not going to build a half a year story anymore. You know, it's just going to be it's going to be week to week, maybe even month to month sometimes, and we'll just build it and some shit will will start stories and we'll end them and there are no endings to them. It's sad to see that there's no continuity, you know, and there's no consistency with the product. And I want continuity. I want consistency. You know, I think I'm an educated fan and I want I want to see stories begin and I want to see stories end. You know, I miss the uh, I miss the rumble to WrestleMania. I miss the five pay-per-views, man, when they add a King of the Ring in. You know, I just miss the five and I, I get they have to supply more content and whatever. But dude, rumble to WrestleMania back in the day was great, you know. Yeah, you could still have a rumble to WrestleMania and have two pay-per-views in there, like, but make them Saturday night's main events. Yeah, yeah, like something smaller. Like, I don't need Royal Rumble. I don't need Elimination Chamber. I don't need Fastlane and then Royal Rumble. I mean, and then WrestleMania. No, I don't need two and a half hours of fucking garbage pay-per-views. Yeah, I don't need that. I don't need a title change that makes no sense right before WrestleMania. I just don't need it. It'll make sense eventually, but that I don't care who you are. I don't care if you liked it or disliked it. That made no fucking sense. Yeah. I just want the five. That's it. We're busting it open. I mean, I'll tell you right now. I mean, with all those jabs and punches we're throwing at pro wrestling, we're busting We're busting people open left and right on this podcast. Not only Rhea Ripley, we are busting it all open here on this edition of the Squared Circle Action Figure Podcast. But Joe, we like to sprinkle busted open in. I am going to bust a figure open next week, and I'm going to cry about it. What is that? I'm not going to tell you. You're going to have to tune in. All right. I'm excited because you haven't busted shit open in a long time. I know. And we started this edition of Busted Open saying, well, look, I mean, I, I got to make I got to make our listeners happy here. They want to hear me cry. They want to hear me scream, right? Yeah, I guess so. I think they do. I maybe scream in a good way, too. Depends on what kind of a listener you are, baby. <laughs> so anyway, don't forget to tune in next week where we choose another figure or figures to bust. It oh oh open.
All right, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's edition of the Squared Circle Action Figure Podcast. We were all over the place this week. We had some fun. We busted it open. We got extreme. That's how we like to do it here at the Squared Circle Action Figure Podcast. So don't forget to check us out every week on Podbean, iTunes, and all major podcast platforms. Head over to our Instagram and Twitter pages and our YouTube page as well. And don't forget to follow us at SQD Circle AFP. And remember, Joe, the Squared Circle Action Figure Podcast is the gold standard in wrestling figure collecting.